on that ride height and you're listening to We Are Rising Podcast. Hey everybody, you are listening to the We Are Rising podcast. This is your host, Andrew Benjamin, and I'm joined by a very special guest today. With us, we have Kana, the one-man Riot Hyatt, who will be fighting Mamoru Full Swing Uoi at Ryzen 16 in Kobe, June 2nd. This will be Hyatt's debut in Ryzen, uh, and uh, uh, Kana, I appreciate you doing this interview, uh, taking your time out to talk with us. Not a problem, thank you. So, can we just uh, get a little bit of a uh, background on you? Uh, just tell us how you got uh, into MMA. Well, just, you know, growing up in Hawaii, fighting is just automatic. So, when I found out you could get paid fighting, I jumped right on board. And uh, the rest is history. <laughs> it's so funny, because like, Hawaii has like a, 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 an amazing history with fighters. There's Eddie Yagen, BJ Penn, now the uh, UFC featherweight champion, Max Holloway. I'm pretty sure there's a bunch of others that, that, are, that, are, that are also in that camp as well. But like, so is, 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 that, is fighting just a part of the culture in Hawaii? Yeah, it's, it's just in the blood. We're warriors. You know, it's just growing up is pretty crazy because I, I used to live in California, you know, eight years old. I, I lived in California until I was about 13. And uh, when I moved back to Hawaii, the first week I was there, well, in fact, the first day I went to school to sign up, there was two scraps right in front of the office. And this is like the first time I seen like guys throwing blows, man. I was like, whoa, what the heck? And you know, the, then uh, the first week I was there, because I was kind of like a class clown. <laughs> and uh, I guess somebody got mad, and after the class, he's like, oh, you got to fight my brother now. And I was like, whoa, what? Well, I was all scared, so I run to my cousin, and the whole school knew already, because it's a small school, you know, for whole high school. And uh, he's like, no matter what, just go up there and fight, get your respect, and uh, that's what happened. And <laughs> it sounds like jail. It sounds like jail, where you almost have to, like, Mark your territory almost in a way where like if 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 you by fighting that is you're establishing almost like your dominance in a way. Yeah, well, you know, it's a more or less a respect thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I walked away from one fight uh, in my life, which I kind of regret. Um, it was over a girl, and I just didn't want to fight over it. You know what I mean? So you know what I'm doing, and you know, uh, I, I regret it to this day. But uh, I was trying to be the better man. Uh, but you know, yeah, in Hawaii, man. Somebody, somebody steps up. I, I say, just scrap them. Win or lose, get the respect. Gotcha. So you were originally born in California, but then you moved to Hawaii. You said correct? No, I was uh, born in Hawaii, and then uh, my dad, he was a uh, in a rock and roll band growing up. So he uh, 
took us to Oregon and then uh, California and then uh, we moved back. But I wasn't the greatest kid, you know, growing up in California. I was kind of on my own trip and then I was running with the wrong, the wrong crowd. So I'm kind of happy that um, we moved back to Hawaii because it was like, you know, during the 90s. Mm-hmm. So it was like all the gang stuff going on, especially where uh, where I was growing up uh, in uh, Wilmington. Uh, they used to call that Weemoss. That, that place was kind of crazy. Hmm. It still is crazy. So it's actually funny. Uh, I, I I was wondering if by by perchance um, if your genealogy uh, it connects to the Hyatt Hotel when I first saw your last name. Yeah, I wish. <laughs> I tried to fool that car a couple of times. You know, <laughs> just walk in there with my ID and say, hey, "Got my suite ready." <laughs> no, did it ever work? He just left. No, it never did. I wish it did, though. Um, so, uh, yeah, you, tame, you train out of the uh, team body shop uh, in California, is that correct? Yes. That's a very, you know, that's a very well-known camp. Uh, I know, I'm trying to, uh, I think, um, isn't A.J. McKee there or his, or his brother? Yes. Yep, A.J. McKee, that's uh, Coach Antonio's son. And, uh, yeah, so, like, uh, how did you get connected with the uh, with team body shop? Well, uh, my career brought me to California. You know, I fought all over Hawaii. I won most of the belts. I won the X1 title, won the Destiny title, HFC title. And, I, you know, in Hawaii, if you just stay there, that's the problem. You end up fighting the same guys over and over. So my brother hits me up and says, hey, you want to move to California? Dude, I moved to California. And the first day I was there, he had a friend. He, he uh, had his own gym in his garage. It was the Carson, Carson Garage. And, uh, you know, I just went over there, I did some training, and then I was looking for, a, like, you know, a bigger gym, more guys. And I heard the, uh, these guys were like, oh, man, don't go to the body shop because they, they, they train hard and they spar hard. And I was like, what? Shit, man, I was there the next day. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what? If you want to be in this, you got to go hard, right? So that was my thinking when I was younger. And uh, this was, like, around 2010. You know, I just walk in there, and uh, I can tell you this, Coach Antonio, he didn't talk to me for two weeks. He thought I was crazy. I just show up in the, you know, I just show up to train, and we spar, and I walk on the middle of the mat, like, who wants some? You know what I mean? He's like, who is this guy? I'm walking around like a buck thirty, trying to scrap with everybody. You know? <laughs> so you, you, you basically went in there with, with, with a purpose, and you were, you're there to show that you're, that you, this is not some phase. This, you're here to stay. You're here to yeah. stay and make and make something of yourself. Yeah, I just go in there and, and learn as much as possible because I knew, because a lot of the guys in there were wrestlers, you know, and that's what they bring. And mm-hmm. uh, being with Coach Antonio, he taught me how to beat wrestlers. I was with him for five years before I went on to my own journey uh, to Southeast Asia and living in Thailand and training at Team Quest Thailand. But uh, I learned a lot, you know, never stopped uh, uh doing what he taught, you know, and, and his skills. I'm glad to be back for this fight. You know, I, I got this Ryzen fight, and I just hit him up. I just got back from Southeast Asia maybe six months ago, and I just said, hey, I got this big fight coming up. Can you train me? He said, yeah, just get over here. So, boom, mm. jumped on a plane, um, left my wife and my son in Hawaii, and uh, I'm just in California right now just preparing myself for this war. Now, you fought all over. You fought, in, uh, as you said, Hawaii. You fought in China. This actually won't be your first fight in Japan. You've actually fought in Japan before. Uh, yeah. Like, what is it like just fighting all, just like in so many different places? Is there, is it any, like, do you train any differently 
um, when you have a fight that's in one country as opposed to another? Another? Um, well, you know, when I was fighting a lot in China, I was living in Thailand, and um, I hooked up with uh, OGFSA um, management and uh, with uh, Eddie. He is my agent for China, so with that crew, with um, every fight that I have in China is through them. You mm -hmm. know, I stay loyal to them, and I was fighting for the WLF, uh, Wu Ling Feng, and uh, you know they just put my put my uh, profile through. And if there's so many fights in China, if they like you, if they select you, boom, they hit me up. Kind you want to fight? Boom, it's a yes or no, and I'm there. But uh, you know it's maybe a three-hour, five-hour flight from Thailand, so it's not as bad. You know, when I first fought in Japan, I was living out in California, and it was like a 14-hour ride. Boom, man, that was a trip. I was like the first, uh, I was in the BTJ uh, flyway tournament, mm -hmm. and it was the first round, my first time. Yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty crazy, you know, uh, dealing with that, uh, overcoming, you know, flying that long, getting in there, getting a the workout in, then you got to cut weight trying to rest and then the night of the fight because they maybe bring you in three four days before the fight so mm -hmm. you know there's no acclimating to the time so yeah it, it's it's challenging in a way like in china they only cheer for the chinese people my last few fights in china though they were cheering for me because i just put on wars but usually they don't cheer for anyone else it's all just the chinese even if they're getting beat up they're getting knocked out they're getting taken down when they get back up Everyone's cheering. They land a punch. Everyone's, every, you know, it's a, they got the whole country behind them, more or less. So now, what's difficult when it's just you? You're the only American in China at the time. <laughs> regarding uh, fans, and um, one of the things I've noticed specifically with fighters from Hawaii, and this is very evident with uh, someone like uh, Ray Cooper the uh, Third, whenever he fights in PFL, is that it seems like Hawaii's Hawaiian fans follow their favorite fighters no matter where they go. Is that a case with you? Do you have people who follow your... Go, like, if you're in China, you'll have fans and, and family and friends who will go to China to watch you fight? Is there, do you have that as well? Well, it's hard to go to China because you need a special paperwork and you need a special visa. You know, they don't just let anybody into China. Mm -hmm. So uh, I do have my fans and my family. They get to watch online. Um, you know, my uh, agent, Eddie... He usually puts it on Facebook, you know, he gets, uh, even though it's illegal in, uh, in China, you know, they have those VPNs or whatever. He, he streams all my stuff. You know, I fought in Hong Kong on um, I-1, um, Extreme Muay Thai. That was pretty, that was a uh, pretty crazy event, too. And just, you know, you can see that live, there's live streams sometimes, and if not, I just got the video for the fight, I just post it after. Because mm -hmm. I watched your fight with Juan Rivas, and the crowd was going crazy for you. I thought I thought maybe like the entire crowd was just there to see you. So yeah, sorry. <laughs> that one was a war, man. Mm -hmm. to, to Juan Rivas, man. That was uh, we brought it that night. You know, uh, that was the first time that I pushed myself to that extreme. Man, I can tell you after the first round, I had him knocked out. I pushed him out of the ring. <laughs> mm -hmm. When and you came back, we were fighting so far. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I was done. The bell rang. I walked to the. I walked back to my corner, and my coach could see it in my face. I, I just blew my whole walk. Mm -hmm. He goes, what do you want to do? I said, I'm going to walk to the middle, and I'm just going to score. I'm just going to throw, you know? Like, and you almost, you almost did have him finish in the first round with that uh, with that guillotine choke. That was a tight guillotine, guillotine choke. A few more seconds, I, I would guess you would have either... Uh, uh, he would have either gone out or tapped out. 
Um, but uh, one, I also want to ask, One Man Riot, how do you earn a nickname like One Man Riot? <laughs> my brother actually gave it to me, my older brother. You know, it's funny because uh, when we lived in Oregon, I was about six years old, and his friends, they would have younger brothers, and he would pit me up against uh, the other brother. You know what I mean? I'd be fighting at the park <laughs> right across the street from our house. So, you know, and then uh, when I started boxing uh, at, uh, how old was I, about 14 years old, uh, he gave me the name, Connor the One Man Ride High, and I just used it. Mm, it's like there, there are nicknames that are that stand out for fighters. That is definitely one of the more most unique ones I've heard of so far. Um, some people just you know they they go by just like stuff that's like very generic or like the initials of their name. But like one man, that one stands out. That sounds like a that's like a pro wrestling thing. That is a, that is an incredible that that is a an example of a great nickname to give somebody. Um, so props to your brother for that. Um, yes. Let's uh, talk about your fight of Ryzen 16. Can you tell us about how um, did Ryzen reach out to you and said, hey, we want you to fight the uh, full swing um, for our show in Kobe? Or how, yeah. how did it come about? Well, um, the, one of the matchmakers for uh, Ryzen is, he used to be the matchmaker for King of the Cage when I used to fight for them, Shingo. Yeah. And uh, he hit me up a while ago, to, you know, just to let me know that I was on the roster and they're waiting. So I was out in Thailand doing my thing after I fought in Japan a couple of times and I was just trying to make my way back. So I'll hit them up every once in a while. I'll be like, hey man, I just won this, won this title. You know, won this fight. I want to get back out there. He just always told me, just kind of, I want to bring you out here. We're just waiting for the right time. So, you know, just kept doing my thing. And uh, he gave me the call telling me um, it's time. So I was like, yeah, I'm ready. And uh, shout out to Shingo for getting me this fight and rising for just giving me the opportunity to go out there and just show uh, show my skills and show my heart and I'm ready to put all out, all out there. So how are you um, uh, getting prepared for your opponent? Um, he's a well he's a he's a been around for quite a while. Uh, uh, Mamoru Full Swing. He's been in he mostly fights in Shuto. Well, probably his greatest strengths are knocking out people, I would say. But so, how would you, how do you prepare for a fight against someone like him? Well, that's why I'm out here in California, training at the body shop in Lakewood under Antonio McKee, and he's just you know running my camp for me. The tail end of it, you know, I've been in Hawaii, uh, training at Roma's Jiu-Jitsu and uh, HIBC uh, boxing at Waikia Rec, and then uh, you know I got this fight. And uh, I hit him up, and he just welcomed me with open arms to come over here. So, just whatever he tells me to do, you know, he he's he's the um, he is the Jedi master to me. So I'm just whatever he tells me to do, I do. You know what I mean? I don't I don't I don't question anything he says. I know he's going to get me prepared for this. So you know, just train hard, uh, train smart because I am older now. So that's so always just train smarter and, and listen to what he has to say, and um, I'll be ready. Um, also, this fight's happening at 100, around 135 pounds, or 134, and I know that you do a lot of fights at flyweight. Is there any difference since it's, this fight is at a different weight class than uh, you usually fight at? Um, nah. You know, um, I'm a little, I'm walking around a little heavier now. I put on a little more weight. So it, it's better now that I fight at um, 61 kgs because when I started fighting, I started fighting at 45 
It's funny how you mentioned Eddie Yagen. I fought Eddie Yagen. I think I was like my fourth fight. Mm-hmm. At 145. And I was like maybe 136, 135 when I fought him on the X1. You know, I just, that's, that's like my whole career, man. I just take any fight. I fight, I fight anybody. You know what I mean? How much you going to pay me? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's how I kind of was uh, growing up in the world because I grew up with no money. So, yeah, you know, fighting that flyweight is great. I, I would say it's kind of harder for me now to make that weight. 57 kgs or 56.7 because in Japan they don't give you no uh, no allowance so it would be harder for me to make it uh, I would need more time but 61 is perfect because I'm walking around about 150 now mm-hmm. so uh, I think uh, I think I performed better when I cut less weight too because I wasn't a wrestler you know what I mean I just started cutting all I just learned how to cut weight on the fly no one taught me you know just uh, experimenting every time. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so have you seen any videos or any footage of your opponent? And if so, I'll, do you have any thoughts on, on, on him as a fighter? Oh, yeah. He brings it, man. He brings it. And uh, I'm excited because um, I fight the same, you know, I, I, come to, I come out there, it's me or you. You know what I mean? My fights usually don't last that long because I'm going in for the knockout. I don't, I'm not there to fight a 15-minute fight. I'm there to take you out. If we go 15 minutes, that's fine. But the whole time we're fighting, I'm going to be trying to, to take you out. So, you know, he seems like he has that type of attitude, too. Um, it's going to be a war. Um, I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it. I, you, I can't wait to get out there and get in there. You definitely know that that's what the, that's what the type of uh, promotion Ryzen is, and that's what the fans always want. They want that. They want those exciting fights. You know, it may not be a finish, but they, they just they want to see two people who are going to bring it in a ring. Um, as pro, uh, you know, compared to other promotions where you know people will just wrestle for fifteen minutes for three rounds and people are yeah. falling asleep in the in the stands and uh, while watching on their on their couches. Um, so, what do you have? Do you, can you talk about what what uh, do you have? Any, is this a one fight deal that you have, or do you have uh, multiple fights uh, with uh, with Ryzen? Well, this is just a one off, but it is a it is the gate it is the doorway for more fights. Mm-hmm. You know, um, once they see what I got, I'm pretty sure they're gonna say, "Hey, let's bring him back." My fight, all my fights are exciting. You know, I've been in uh, Thailand. I've been living out in Southeast Asia, fighting in China and fighting all over Thailand. I I, I train full time MMA with Team Quest Thailand, but I was fighting on all these big Muay Thai shows, fighting Muay Thai. You know what I mean? My Muay Thai record right now is 11 and 5 with 10 knockouts. Mm-hmm. You know, at one point I was at like a 80, 90 percent finishing rate, and I was fighting MX Muay Thai also. It's one of the the craziest games out in Bangkok. It's on TV. And you're fighting Muay Thai with MMA gloves. Oh, that's interesting. It, it, yeah, it is crazy. You know, after this interview, I'll send you, I'll send you some of the videos. And I fought the champion the first. You know, um, what's funny is, is I wanted to fight on that so bad because it was so new. You know, I have a bucket list. You know, I did bare knuckles. So I was like, oh, I want to do Muay Thai with uh, Muay Thai gloves. You know, so I hit them up and they're like, oh, we can get you a fight, but you have to, um, it was the last fight of the year. And they're like, oh, you have to uh, represent the UK. I go, oh, that's fine. I don't care. You know what I mean? I just want to fight. So he flew me in. Uh, I flew there in December. Uh, it was in December. And knocked, knocked the, the guy out in the first round. Put my team up three points. You know, and I was in this tournament. For them, the 60KG tournament, the first fight I had, I fought the champ, knocked him out. Second round, semifinals. Knocked that guy out in the second round. And I ended up losing uh, in the finals to this uh, Brazilian guy. Really slick, really slick uh, Muay Thai. 
But, uh, yeah, just uh, great experiences out there fighting, living the fight life, and just, but, you know, I was out there for uh, three and a half years, 27 fights. So I was prepping, you know, I would say maybe seven of those or less were MMA fights. I was doing a lot of stand-up, K1, bare knuckle, whatever was paying. Uh, so with that boxing, kickboxing background, is that something you might also be interested in in doing also in Japan? Because there's a, a promotion called Rise, which is a kickboxing promotion. They're having a kickboxing tournament right now. Also, um, Ryzen also has kickboxing fights. As well. In fact, there's going to be uh, six kickboxing fights on this show as well. So yeah. if Ryzen ever said, hey, um, hey, Kana, if we ever want, uh, if you want to do a kickboxing fight, would you be down to do it? Would you, is that something you'd be interested in? Yeah, of course. They, you know, um, in fact, that's one of the reasons why they hit me up because I want, you know, when I was out in Thailand, I won two WMC titles, but I won in Hong Kong, you know, Muay Thai titles. And um, so that's why I was on the roster. I thought they were going to call me for the kickboxing, you know. Um, I would love to. I, I fight everything. I have a multi, uh, what is it, uh, multi-style fighter. I fight MMA. I fight Muay Thai. I fight kickboxing. I fight bare knuckle, anything. So, um, yeah, so, whatever. So, after this fight, you win this fight. Uh, uh, you make a, you you. It's an exciting fight. You knock him out or submit him or um. What if Ryzen comes to you and says, "Hey, uh, we would like to have you uh, uh fight again." Is there anybody that you would like to fight in Ryzen? Um, when the if the opportunity arises for, uh, at another show. Man, it's hard. You have so many good people. You know what? I'm at the age where it's money talks. Who who I got to fight for the most money? Mm-hmm. That's who I want. It don't matter who it is. I fight anybody. I got about 55 fights now all together with everything with my MMA, Muay Thai, K1, boxing, and bare knuckle boxing. Bare knuckle. So, um, you know, anything. Anything goes. You know, I don't really like calling out people or whatever, you know. Uh, if somebody got a problem, let's do it. Other than that... Um, I try to keep it humble. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just, I'm just, uh, we're gonna put put some names out there, um, and 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 this weight class as well. Uh, I know that there's a fighter na- named Manel Cape, who's one of their top fighters. We got Kyochi Horiguchi, who's their champion, a bantamweight champion, um, as well. Um, there's a, a, uh, a, you two fighters who've you fought before, uh, who've, uh, who, but you lost against them. Hiromasa Ogikupo and Yusuku Nakamura, or actually, actually Nakamura's fighting on the same car as well. Would that, yeah. be, would you be interested in maybe getting a rematch with either of those two? Uh, two? Oh yeah, you always want to avenge losses. You know what I mean? I don't chase them, but if the opportunity arises, of course I fight them. But you know, you're in this. I'm in this to be the champ. Mm-hmm. So I'd have to say, if, if they want me to fight again, they say, hey, you want to fight Kyoji? Of course. No doubt. Why wouldn't I? You know what I mean? The opportunity arises, that's who I want to fight. Hey, why, why would I waste my time on everybody else? If you're in this game, you want to fight the champ. You want to be the champ. You mm-hmm. want to fight the best to be the best, right? So, um, yeah, yeah, anything. Also, um, since you brought up kickboxing, as you know, on the, on their roster is probably right now uh, maybe – the best kickboxer in the world, or at least top three, oh, tension. Yeah, tension. Yep. Oh, you know, yeah, of course. And of if course. if they said, hey, uh, we, uh, you know, for our next show, you know, at Saitama, we want you to do a kickboxing uh, match with him. Yeah. You sign. Uh, do you, hey, we'll do kickboxing, but hey, can we do it with MMA gloves on? Ah. Oh. I, <laughs> that I don't know if they would they would count out to that, but you know, uh, that'd be so interesting to see. Right? 
That would be interesting <laughs> to see. Because um, I know that all their kickboxing matches they've done with uh, four-ounce gloves at this point, with the exception of the Mayweather match, which was, I think it was, I don't know, I think it was like 20-pound gloves or something that they were wearing. I have no idea. Um, but, uh, uh, Kana, I do appreciate you doing this interview. Um, I just want to give you an opportunity in case if uh, Mamoru Full Swing ever listens to this audio, say whatever you want to him or about him. Uh, I want to give you, yeah, uh, feel free to, uh, the floor is yours to say whatever you want about him. Okay, okay. Hey, Full Swing, it's one man right, just coming out to Japan. Let's get this, let's go to war, baby. I'm just ready. Hope you're ready. See you when I get there. And also, I want to give you an opportunity to plug your sponsors, your team, your social media, and anything, anybody or anything else you want to give a shout-out to. Well, I just want to give a shout-out to Team Body Shop, bringing me on to this camp. You know, Roma Jiu-Jitsu on the Big Island, letting me roll there. You know, HIBC Boxing. You know, just, I don't have too many sponsors. You know, I, I, I mean, if, this is a lifestyle for me, so, you know, if you're on board, you're on board. If not, all good, man. Everybody live their life. One love. Other than that, all good. Kana Hyatt, the, the one-man Riot Hyatt, will be fighting Mamoru Full Swing Uoi at Ryzen 16 in Kobe, June 2nd. You can watch the fight on Fight TV through their app or their website. And uh, Kana, I do appreciate you doing this interview once again. And, you know, I hope you have a very successful fight. And we definitely would love to talk to you again. Um, for any of your future rides in uh, fights. Thank you. Thank you very much. You have a great day now. You too. Bye. Bye.